Understanding unhappiness. Learn strategies to maintain your faith in God's goodness during challenging times when happiness seems elusive. Unhappiness is a universal human experience. It can manifest in various forms, from mild discontent to profound sorrow. It often arises due to unmet expectations, personal struggles, losses, or simply the inherent complexities of life. To keep your faith strong in times of unhappiness, it's crucial to understand this emotion and how it impacts your spiritual journey. The nature of unhappiness is a natural part of life and the potential for growth. The role of faith in difficult times. Faith serves as a guiding light during difficult times, offering a deep sense of purpose and hope. While faith can be unshakable for some, it might waver when unhappiness strikes. We explore the central role of faith in navigating challenging circumstances, highlighting how it can provide meaning, resilience, and a sense of the divine plan in the face of adversity. Drawing upon spiritual teachings and wisdom, we examine the ways in which faith can help you cope with unhappiness. So we want to get to a flow state where there are circumstances, trials and tribulations. Just like Paul and Silas were praising God and they were in prison and shackles, that's where we need to be as Christians. How do we get there? That's what we're talking about today, where regardless of what's happening and how uncomfortable we are, we're still praising him because we're in his presence and we're flowing in him. And until we can get in that flow consistently, this is how we get there. Yes, through the word of God. Yes, through praising him. Yes, um, through prayer every single day and being consistent with that. Yes, in mental health hygiene. Yes, in physical health hygiene. Did anybody say we don't need to take care of our bodies or our minds? Um, no. And it's not that the body profits for a lot. It's flesh, but it affects a lot. And, it, and we're all intertwined. So taking care of these areas of our life, it's crucial. And how do we know? I mean, if we're losing our faith when it comes to the small stuff, we are going to lose it when it comes to the big stuff. And so you're in the right place. And we don't have to act like we're so spiritual here. And God already knows. And so the best step we can make in our lives is to be honest with ourselves. And only then can we be honest with God. I'm not saying you have to go be honest with people. Let me tell you, when you're that secure in yourself where you can be this honest with people that, oh, I'm working on it then they can let their guard down and start talking about it. And you know, you see, we, we comprehend. You know, Jesus said that we would know each other by our fruit. We want that fruit. We need that fruit to be in the Holy Ghost and to be love, joy, peace, righteousness, goodness, faith. You know, all the good things that have a healthy tree. We are healthy trees and we're watered by the Holy Spirit and the word of God, the washing of the water of the word, and we're just growing. That's that's where we need to be. And the more we're shaken and the more that we go through 
we have to push through. We have to practice these happiness habits. And it's habits take about 60 days to develop. And so experts say practice it for 20 days, then practice it another 20 days, and then practice it another 20 days. It's actually 23. Dr. Caroline Leaf, Think, Learn, Succeed. I recommend her book. She gives great exercises and she tested people. She looked at their brain before and after these exercises and looked at how long it took to get the habits going and the effect it had on the brain and rewiring of the brain and watch the brain light up. And it's really basic. It's it's things that you would say, oh yeah, I can do that. We'll practice doing it. Like go outside and sit there for 15 minutes, unplugged. You're not doing anything. You're not talking to anybody. There's no devices around. Just be in nature. Can you do it? And uh, do that every day. And that will really improve your mental health. So I just gave you a little extra there. So we want to keep our faith strong. And maintaining faith during periods of unhappiness requires deliberate effort. And so we're going to give some practical tips. Prayer and meditation help us connect with the divine and find inner peace. We're connecting with God. We get disconnected really easy. We're just distracted or, you know, we're taking care of family. We're working. It, we're doing natural things all the time, every day. And so it happens where there's a disconnect and we need to be connected with him at all times, even when we are doing these mundane tasks or seemingly mundane tasks. So we want to understand God better and his plan. We can't always see. You know, in the word of God, we're told that when we see as we are seen, then we will know. And right now we can't see everything. We're not going to see everything. And it takes faith. It takes faith being on this earth. Um, so remember Joshua 1.8, God tells us, literally, he uses the word meditate on God's word day and night that we may observe to do all that's written in it. So we're seeking guidance. We're reaching out to spiritual mentors, religious leaders, support groups. And through this, we get guidance, support, and a sense of community during trying times. We cannot do it alone. Uh, that's why community is really important. Just read through the book of Acts and look at the community and how important their relationships were and how tried their relationships were. That's where we get attacked a lot in the body of Christ is relationships. That's why God, he hates when someone's sowing discord among the brethren, gossip, let me tell you. And, oh, it was a prayer request. Oh, you know, redirect that, redirect it. Because we really don't need to have those itching ears about what's going on in people's lives. What they bring to pastoral care, what they bring to counseling, what they bring to a prayer request. We just need to have respect for them uh, because we're all going through something. Reflect on past challenges. Remind yourself of past obstacles you've overcome with faith. This can serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness and the strength you possess. So if you don't have a journal, start one where you're talking about, oh, I had faith and God came through. That way we can read through it. And it's a praise journal. It's a faith journal. And we can say, oh, he'll do it again. There's actually a song by the Ramah Singers and Band, He Will Do It Again. It's one of my favorite songs because it just speaks to the truth. 
that God will do it again. He's going to do it every time. He is faithful. He will not be found unfaithful. He is true. And for us to doubt him is sin. And it, boy, if we just saw that clearly, we look at sins of the flesh and we look at other people and we can point so easily at times, all of us. And, you know, humility, because when we're not trusting him, when we're blaming him, that's sin. And we know better. We're at a place where we know better. And so reflect on the past challenges and that he has always been faithful. We haven't. And he's merciful to us. So we need to be merciful to ourselves just as much as we're merciful to others and just work through it. Even in unhappiness, there are blessings to be found. Keep a gratitude journal that can help you focus on the positive aspects of your life, reinforcing your faith in God's goodness. So a gratitude journal. Sean Aker, he's a researcher that he did this in when he was at Harvard. For 23 days, he told participants to journal three things every day, three different things every day that you're grateful for. So when you start doing this, you're really going to start breaking things down um, instead of generalities. And it's a good exercise. He scanned the brains of the participants before this exercise, before the 23 days and after. And he saw the rewiring of the brain and the brain being more lit up. So there was a definite difference. And remember, you need to do that in cycles of three to make it 60 days in a row. And then it just becomes habitual. Then we find flow where we have gratitude, where we're walking with God every day and we're saying, thank you, the birds are singing. Thank you, the sun is shining. Thank you that I have peace in my mind. Thank you that you helped me with this. And it may seem small, but it's huge because without you, I can do nothing. And so it, we're flowing with that naturally just between us and him. People don't need to know about this. Serve others. Acts of kindness and service to others can create a sense of purpose and fulfillment. It's an embodiment of faith and action as you share God's love with the world. So we're doing it because we want to, because we love him. And it really does feel good to show kindness. There are studies on kindness and servitude that it helps us. It helps our mental health. Embrace patience. Love is, what's the first word he tells us? Love is patient. So if we're lacking in patience, we need to work on love. And working on our love muscle is just getting in him, just being in his presence, being in his word. And that's that's finding the flow. We're not gonna build patience outside of love um, and outside of him. Understand that God's plan may not be immediately clear and it may not align with your timeline. Patience is a vital virtue in maintaining faith. Doesn't matter what we see, doesn't matter what we hear, God hears and answers our prayer. And there's blocks to our prayer not being answered. He told us we have to forgive. So love, love, and, and not just, oh, saying it. He knows, he looks at the heart and really letting it go and really saying, okay, I forgive. And, you know, people say to me, well, if the thought comes back, the thought's going to come back. So you stop the thought and you redirect it and you just start thanking and praising him. Thank you that I forgive. I let it go again. 20 times a day, you just repeat that. 
I let it go and hear yourself say it and say, in faith, I love them. In faith, I forgive. And yes, I'm hurt. And yes, I'm processing it. And in the midst of that, I mean, it's not going to do us any good. I know we hear about this, but it's only going to poison us to hold on to the, to the resentment. It doesn't mean that we trust them. It means we can still have boundaries with them and uh, boundaries are a good thing. Saying no is a great thing. And it doesn't mean we have to trust or let them in as close as we did before. But it does mean we release them and we forgive them. It's not going to block us. And it's not going to block our faith from working. Connect with scripture. Dive into your Bible to find solace and wisdom with stories of individuals who endured adversity and emerged with stronger faith. Hebrews 12.1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. So Father, today we come before you, we thank you for this time to learn of you and to get our priorities straight, that we can do nothing without you, and it's all in you. We live and move and have our being, and we want to understand our emotions, and we want to say the emotions do not control us, and that's why we choose happy. That's why we choose your word. We choose your presence. We choose praise today. And we thank you and we praise you that you know our hurts and it matters to you. And we lay them at your feet and we forgive those who are harmed us. We're doing everything to solve the problem and we're letting the rest go. Everything in our control we're doing. And after that, we're just going to trust and let it go. And we thank you that these are concepts that are taught in mental health. But what we have is your grace and your strength to truly let it go. You said, cast your cares on me because I care for you. We thank you. We cast our cares on you today. And as they come back to our mind, we're not going to condemn ourselves or say, oh, I'm going to take that care back. We're going to cast it back. And we're not going to be embarrassed if it keeps coming back. We're just going to keep throwing it back up to you. And then eventually, as we're consistent, we thank you that science is showing us that it's going to become a habit and that you're going to help us. And it's all working together for good. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus name.